fasten your seatbelt. I'm taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. As if. You're going to ask me. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. It is the 30-something movie podcast, and uh, Pat, I I won't do this podcast for less than 65000 65000 John. I won't, I won't do it. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't do this podcast for less than $65,000. you are offering forty nine. I'll take it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. 65. Let's practice. Yeah. 60. No, 65. Uh, yeah. No, not a penny less. 49? I'll take it. I'll take it. All right then. I get you. Uh, I get you a parking space. The best part was when the guy when he says forty nine, I'll take it, and the guy's like, he just he just stares at him. The guy that you know the the the, the boss or whoever, uh-huh. he's just like forty nine, and he was looking at him like, really, you're not gonna art? like? Yeah. That was a funny. I mean, I don't know if that was the cliche back then, or if that was one of the first movies that show that, but I feel like I've seen something like that play out before. Yeah. All right, well, this time around, we are Defending Our Lives, the 1991 movie Defending Your Life. Uh, Before we jump into that, spoiler alert, we spoil freely, so just be warned, that's going to happen. Yes. Uh, We are part of the Scene Stealers podcast network, so if you haven't headed over there yet, go over to scenestealersglobal.com. They've got a pretty extensive list of movie and TV stars that if you are running a Comic-Con or some kind of an event and you would like to book these folks for your event, then you can reach out to scenestealersglobal.com. They also sponsor our show. So uh, go over and check out. uh, They've also got a kind of a podcast network. There's a few other podcasts that are part of that. So head over to their website and check that out. And uh, while you're strolling down uh, website lane there you can head over to our website which is three zero and the word podcast.com there you can rate the show you can leave a voicemail you could become a co-executive producer via patreon Um, and if you were to do that then you'd get all kinds of bonus content we put out a a monthly episode just for patreon supporters on there and um, always so appreciative of the support and the the love that our Patreon co-executive producers show us over there, um, just kind of because they're enjoying the show and, and just as a way to say thank you and, and support us. So we, we say thank you back to them. Yes, wholeheartedly agree. All right. Well, it is the beginning of, so as you mentioned earlier, Pat, we, you made it through October. Are you doing all right? I'm doing okay, man. Okay. I survived. I mean, I mean, the, this October was more thrillers. They weren't, like, yeah. They they weren't too bad. Scary stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I I seemed to, you know, made it work. Made yeah. it happen. Yeah. No, it, it it wasn't too bad this time. 
got uh, we're, we're in November now, so we've got the first episode of the month of November, and that means we are jumping in the DeLorean. We are heading back in time, and we are going to this month in '91. So November of 1991, we've got some news here. Let's see. I've got uh, November. Actually, a lot of stuff happened November 6th. Um, November 6th, Russian President Boris Yeltsin outlaws the Communist Party. There you go. I'm That's glad, kind of a change. Glad that was a that was a long term change that he made that uh, that really permanently stuck. <laughs> Are we going to become the Global Studies Podcast? I, maybe, maybe. It just might happen. Hey, if anybody's actually listening in November of 91, I don't know how that would work, but if you are, spoiler alert. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just giggling. I'm just like over here laughing about everything. About everything. History and politics and whatever. All right. Anyway, Uh, November also November 6th, the last oil fire in Kuwait set by retreating Iraqi troops is extinguished. Really? So so we, we didn't start the fire, but we put it out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of music videos, I was I, I was just I was going to say speaking of music videos and and uh, you you made a simple statement that there's much depth to that statement as well. So, anyways, I, you know, Pat, I strive to be a simple person of depth. You, yes, a simple person of depth. I'm not even sure what that means, but I strive to be a, a simple person of depth. <laughs> yeah. I have to apologize, by by the way, to our viewers. I feel like I've been, I feel like my rhythm's off. I've thrown the rhythm off of the podcast. I missed your your drop at the beginning. Like, I didn't help you out with the whole, I'm going to say nothing less than 65. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I, my rhythm's off, man. I, I got to get fine. in the groove. Oh, you're good. You're good. I, I got to be like a football team where they're not getting out to the start they wanted. So they, they got to make the adjustments. I got to make the adjustments. That's all right. Figurative adjustments, not it's all, yet, anyways. It's all you know fine. what I'm saying? It's we're we're all fine here now. How are you? Yeah, I've, I'm okay. I'm gonna put it together though. I'm gonna I'm gonna build this up. We're gonna rally here, folks. There you go. I'm sorry. No, you're you're good. You're good. Um. All right. Let's see what else we got. Uh, speaking of music, speaking of music videos, uh, November mm-hmm. 14th, Michael Jackson's Black or White video premieres on Fox TV. Oh, I remember when that came remember, out. That's remember that very one cool. with uh, Macaulay Culkin and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, births. We had uh, a fictional birth on November twelfth. We had uh, in the one hundredth episode of Full House, the twins are born. Okay. And then, uh, were, do you ever watch Full House? Were you a Full House guy? I was. I watched Full House. I mean, I don't know if I was a Full House guy. Okay. Who played? Who played the twins? Uh, wasn't that Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen? Okay. Yeah. And is it now R- related to? Yeah, related to the Olsen that's in Avengers. Yes, yeah. because they're they they're the older sisters or younger sisters. They are. You know what? I think they're the older sisters. Oh, now I feel bad. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I was gonna say they're like the older siblings of the Scarlet Witch. Correct. Yes. Okay. All right. So yeah. Very exciting. And then um, let's see what else we got here. We've got on November 1st, we have Anthony Ramos, an American actor and singer-songwriter. Uh, he played, uh, I believe, I think he was the original Hamilton. Um, he didn't play Hamilton. He was John Lawrence and Philip Hamilton in the Hamilton musical. Okay. Uh, he was born in New York City on November 1st, 1991. 
right. We had a few deaths, actually some some big name deaths. Uh, we had on November 16th, we had uh, Ralph Marrero. He was an American actor who was in Dawn of the Dead, The Babe, and Johnny Swade. Dies in a car accident at age 33. Okay. Uh, we have on November 24th, Anton First, who was an American production designer who worked on uh, Batman 89. Dies at age 47. Okay. Uh, here's, here's, here's the big one, though, for November of 91. On November 24th, Freddie Mercury, um, oh. the British singer-songwriter uh, of you know from Queen, uh, he died of AIDS at age 45. Oh. So that was kind of the big one for the month. And then on November 25th, Eleanor Audley, the voice of the wicked stepmother from the original Disney Cinderella cartoon, dies at age 86. Mm. Oh, I, I almost missed one here. Uh, November 29th, Ralph Bellamy, an American actor who was in Rosemary's Baby, His Girl Friday, and Trading Places, dies at age 87. Okay. So lots and lots and lots of deaths in November of 91. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, top sports for this one, November 7th was when, and I remember this one too, uh, Magic Johnson announces that he has HIV, has the HIV virus and retires from the LA Lakers. I remember that. Yes. I do, I do remember that. Uh, let's see. Top book was Scarlet by Alexander Ripley. I think it was supposed to be kind of like a, a sequel to Gone with the Wind. Um, mm -hmm. And then we also have uh, top uh, top movies this time was actually for a little bit, uh, for at least one week in November, The People Under the Stairs, the movie that we just oh. did uh, last week, was okay. num number one movie for a little bit. And then we also had Curly Sue, Cape Fear, and The Adamus Family. Okay. Um, there you go. Top songs. This I don't know if you were, uh, before we started our recording, I was playing my little um, kind of 1991 playlist of songs uh, before we right. started recording. And uh, I had pulled some of the songs from the top songs of November of 91. Uh, okay. One of the top songs. Let's see. I think I got one of them here. Uh, this one is, if you know this one, this one's Romantic by Karen White. Okay. Are you familiar with this one? I, I, it sounds vaguely familiar, but it's That's not. what I was going to say. I feel like I've heard it before, but yeah. I can't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've also got Cream by Prince and the NPG. Okay. got uh, When a Man Loves a Woman by Michael Bolton. You want to sing it, Pat? I, no, I don't want to ruin it, man. <laughs> I'll end up ruining it. Can't keep his mind on nothing else, Pat. Can't keep his mind on nothing else. No. Hey, and you know what? If she is bad, he can't see it. 
There it is. There it is. And then we've also got uh, Set Adrift on Memory Bliss by PM Dawn. Taking it back a little bit uh, musically to November of ninety one. Cool. So good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. Um, I I will admit I I was never really I've never really been a huge Prince fan. So of all those songs, the only one that I really could tell you that I know is when a man loves a woman. Okay. So. Okay. Not as familiar with the rest of them. Like I, I know I'm, I've heard them. I know. That, I mean, I don't know all the words, but um, mm-hmm. I recognize the other ones. But when a man loves a woman's the only one that I probably would say that I know better than the others. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, uh, that song seems to get the most play, yeah. you know what I'm saying? In just various spots. And, uh, I won't say I'm a huge Prince fan because there's going to be Prince fans out there that are like, really? And then that's just a disservice to them to say it, but that's not by, Oh, I'm, I, it's just, I need to be a bigger fan. Like I need to listen to more of his music because it's really mm-hmm. incredible stuff. And uh, especially, I really became a, a big, a big fan. Here's me being a hypocrite. I really became more of a fan when I went up to school up in Wisconsin because up in like you know northern Wisconsin and Minnesota, you know, especially because that's where his whole like that's where he lived and uh-huh. that's where his studio was and everything. Like he is a complete icon up there. Yeah. Um, and it was just like everyone's like, why don't you listen to Prince? And then it was just like suddenly albums were being sent to me like hey pat listen to this like hey you gotta borrow check out my collection and then give them back to me you know like so mm-hmm. um yeah yeah he's he's pretty awesome and i mean like the biggest my biggest introduction to him was the soundtrack to batman because mm-hmm. he did you know there was the the orchestral score yep. and then there was the, the prince version and i got the prince one um as well as the orchestral one and that's where i really kind of got my introduction to him but uh yeah. Yeah. Just, just fantastic music. Yeah. So it's good stuff. All right. Well, our movie this time around is called Defending Your Life. It came out on the 5th of April, 1991, rated PG, with a runtime of one hour, 52 minutes, directed by Albert Brooks, who also directed Lost in America and Modern Romance. Michael Grillo was the producer, he did The Deer Hunter and Avengers Endgame. A writer for this one was Albert Brooks. He also wrote Lost in America and Modern Romance. Cinematography done by Alan Davio, who died in 2020. He did cinematography for Empire of the Sun and E.T. Editor on this one was David Finfer. He did The Fugitive and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Music was done by Michael Gore, who did Pretty in Pink and Footloose. Budget on this one? Not sure. Couldn't find it. Uh, box office was $16.4 million, so not, I mean, not great. Um, yeah, not uh, not a blockbuster. We'll put it that way. Um, Flick Metrics, which combines Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Letterbox, gives this one a seventy-five percent, and Cinema Score gave it a B plus. Um, Cinema Score, we like to remind every every now and then, uh, remind the folks that Cinema Score was uh, was and is when uh, people who actually see the movie are surveyed once they leave the movie. So that's kind of a 
you know, flick metrics, Rotten Tomatoes, some of that stuff. People don't have to have seen it or they don't have to have seen it at the time it came out. Um, cinema score is what were people's reactions as they were leaving the theater. So uh, B plus for that one. A tepid response to this movie. Tepid. Tepid is a good word for it. I, although I, I want to say the Rotten Tomatoes score was rather high. The critics' mm-hmm. Rotten Tomato score was rather high. Do I have that correct? Um, the I didn't go specifically look at that one. What was it? John, I thought it was in the 90s. Oh, okay. Did I, do, did I get uh, that wrong? I think the, the, I the, the um, regular people's score was lower, but I thought the critics were pretty high in this movie. But that can also be critics as of late as well, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, that would be actually kind of high compared with the rest of it. I'm I'm rapidly going to the Google machine to see if I know what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. Well, well, I'll tell everybody else who who was in this movie while you're looking at that. Uh, yeah. This was starring Albert Brooks, who played Daniel Miller. He was in Taxi Driver and Private Benjamin. Meryl Streep was Julia. She was in Sophie's Choice and Out of Africa. Rip Torn, who died in 2019, played Bob Diamond. He was in Men in Black and Dodgeball. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Uh, mm-hmm. Lee Grant played Lena Foster. She was in In the Heat of the Night and Damien 2, or I'm sorry, Damien, The Omen 2. And Buck Henry, who died in 2020, played Dick Stanley. He was in Eating Raul and Grumpy Old Men. Daniel Miller is not having a good week by any stretch of the imagination. Um, for starters, he died after he got hit by a bus. Then he discovers that in the afterlife, he has to defend his actions on Earth in order to ascend to a higher plane of existence. While awaiting judgment, he falls in love with Julia, whose near-perfect life on Earth seemingly makes her a shoe-in for ascension. However, Daniel's actions in his lifetime might not be enough for him to move on. From the beginning of motion picture history, Hollywood has tried to show you what the afterlife is really like. Good afternoon and welcome to Judgment City. Do you have any idea what's going on? No. Well, in a nutshell, you're here to defend your life, and I'm going to help you. Defend my life? Finally. Wow. The first true story of what happens after you die. Where am I? Is this heaven? No, it isn't heaven. Is it hell? Actually, there is no hell. Although I hear Los Angeles is getting pretty close. Didn't anyone ever tell you you carry yourself very stiffly? Leave me alone, I'm dead. That's life. Albert Brooks. You make me think of my little poodle. Meryl Streep. I think I might have been a heavyset man at one time. (laughs) Rick Torn. Lee Grant. Buck Henry. In a new film by Albert Brooks. So I'm on trial for being afraid. Well, first of all, I don't like to call it a trial. Second of all, yes. If you see one movie before you die. I love you. I love you. This is damn exciting stuff. See, defending your life. Most people love it. Some it makes nauseous. (laughs) Don't worry about it. All right, Patrick, for this movie, um, we'll, we'll double up on our questions here. 
is this the first time you've seen this movie and how does this movie make you feel uh yes and good okay yeah i'm 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 yeah yes all right and yes, good. yes and good parenthetically mm -hmm. i looked at the rotten tomato score yeah 97 percent wow from critics from critics that's, 83 percent from audience that's i'm i'm gonna quote k2so from rogue one that's high it's very high <laughs> yeah so i i mean you know so I, I i guess and i think i saw that when it popped up when i was about to watch the movie so i i hope it didn't like affect my judgment of it but yeah Pun that, intended. so so actually no it didn't because sometimes if it's high i'm always just like what the heck were they watching and blah blah yeah. blah, blah, blah so i'm i'm kind of like a little bit surprised at the tepid response from some of the other um, uh, metrics that we use yeah. to measure our movies. So, anyways, I digress. First time, I feel good. Okay. Yeah, this was, you know what? I, the funny thing about this movie is I thought I had seen it before. Mm -hmm. And I had seen parts of it before. But when I thought I had seen it before, I was thinking of a completely different movie. Okay. So that can happen. Yeah. So so yes, this is the first time I've seen this from start to finish, whole movie. Um, I completely thought because I remembered as a kid watching a movie, and I the funny thing about when I think back to like watching movies as a kid, I have these images burned in my mind, and I, maybe it's just because I've always loved movies, but I have these images burned in my mind, and I'm sitting there thinking, for me to remember that, I must have seen this movie several times. Okay. The one, the movie I'm thinking of, um, but I don't think I did. Like I can't mm -hmm. imagine watching the one I'm thinking of, the one I have in my mind. I can't imagine watching that multiple times. Like why would I have? And it would have been at a fairly young age. So the movie that I thought this was before, you know, before we were doing it for the podcast, um, I had in my mind a scene in a movie where there was somebody who had died, and they were in heaven or they were in some kind of afterlife and they were waiting to be sent back to earth. They were waiting to be reincarnated. And mm -hmm. in this, in this movie, while they're in the afterlife, um, they fall in love with someone else. They fall this, the guy falls in love with a woman and mm -hmm. then something happens so that they are going to get sent back. And there's kind of this, this time, constraint put in place where they're told okay we're sending you back you're going to be reincarnated you have to find each other within the first 30 years of your life if you don't find each other within the first 30 years of your life then you'll never be together okay and i was like all right i think that so when i saw defending your life and i saw when i just saw like the the briefest of plot summaries of defending your life i'm like okay reincarnated uh you know goes to heaven reincarnated um possibly falls in love with somebody okay that's got to be this like how many other movies could that possibly be mm -hmm. well apparently it can possibly be other movies uh, it, it, it can at least one other movie because it's not this movie so um the one i was thinking of and i had to go look it up because i'm like i can't i, I gotta figure out what this is this is driving me nuts um so apparently the one i was thinking of 
is a movie from 1987 called Made in Heaven. Okay. And it was, um, let's see, it's, I think it's, is it Timothy Hutton? Yes, Timothy Hutton, Kelly McGillis. Um, let's see, what other people are in this that we would know? Um, oh, there's other, a few other people that you would know from, you know, other uh, other shows or other movies. You know, kind of the some of them are like that guy, right? It's okay. like, oh, that's that guy. You don't really know who he is, but it, um, uh, Tim Daly is in this. He was the uh, voice of Superman in the Superman animated series. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I mean, there's there's quite a few people in this. Uh, Tom Petty, actually, uh, Neil oh, Neil fun. Young and Tom Petty were in this movie. Oh, good for them. So, but uh, yeah, so basically, that movie is the one I was thinking of when okay. I was when I was picturing this movie in my head. That was the scene I was thinking of because I remember the the whole idea of you know before they get reincarnated, they're basically telling each other, you know, I'll I'll try to find you. I will try to you know, it's kind of like a Last of the Mohicans kind of deal. I will find you, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, and uh, yeah, so that that's what I thought it was. But apparently that's 1987, Made in Heaven, which now I want to see. Like now that I'm like, okay, well that's that's not the movie that I was thinking. Um, now I'm curious to like go find and watch this Made in Heaven movie. Um, and I haven't really spent too much time looking, but I'm like, well, probably good luck trying to find it. Um, you know, because it's not uh, it's not like one of those superstar movies. So usually that's that's right. a little tougher to find when you're trying to. Um, when you're trying to go on your uh, your streaming services and trying to find where you can watch this, although it looks like you can watch it on Amazon Prime for a dollar ninety nine, so yeah, Amazon Prime seems to do a good job of you know you're able to at least rent or borrow or whatever, and yeah. and uh, and I'll, I'll have to I have to say my local library is really good at finding those things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was one of the movies for this podcast. I remember uh, you know back when we were getting them, the library is like. I have to be honest with you. There are only two copies of this movie in the Chicago land area. <laughs> uh-huh. And we're getting it sent one of them sent to us and I'm like, "Wow, that's pretty crazy." So that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot of times how I would find these like really hard to find movies um mm-hmm. would be to go through the library. And like even yeah. if, even if my local library didn't have it, then it was always like, "All right, well, let's branch out and see who I can interlibrary loan this through." Exactly. So, so that's a play. I mean, it's not just because I married a librarian and that I always really appreciate libraries and everything else. This is the unofficial plug for uh, go use your libraries. Use your library. Exactly. Which, oddly enough, I just went and Mm -hmm. uh, I I could find it. I could, let's see, I could place a hold on this. Should I do it right now? This is kind of like an unboxing on the air. It is. This is very exciting. Are you a, placing a hold for it? This is an interlibrary. This is an on-air interlibrary loaning video. It's it's. This is happening. This, this is, is happening. It's happening right now. This is live. I mean, you're not going to get this kind of stuff from other podcasts. No. Yeah. No. Uh, Made in Heaven. They have a DVD copy of Made in Heaven, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I can I can pick it up, uh, or they can send it to uh, to my local library. I'm going to click sip, submit. <laughs> Pat, my request has been placed. John, you're in. In like Flynn. I'm I'm excited. I don't know what to do with myself now. Like that's I don't know. I think so. This has been the 30 something movie podcast. Thank you for coming by, everybody. We hope to see you back here next time. Yeah, 
cue the music. Yeah. Cue, Wait, cue the music. did you even give your reaction to the movie, or is your reaction surprise? Uh, my reaction is, wasn't the my my reaction was a little bit of surprise because it wasn't the movie I okay. thought it was going to be. Um, my reaction to finding the movie within about ten seconds of looking on my library website is uh, elation. Um, That's awesome. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. So I will say this movie. I was a little surprised because it wasn't the movie I was thinking. Um, okay. And I will say that this movie. What's the word I want to use? Because I will go in depth a little bit later. Um, I will say this movie is cute. Oh. I will use the word cute. Mm-hmm. Because I had some issues with the movie. Right. But overall, it was cute. It was nice. It was, you know, it didn't sure. It didn't uh you know, it wasn't like it wasn't like the best omelet I've ever eaten. It didn't blow my socks off, but um it was cute. Okay. Yeah. It's a, a feel good a feel good romantic comedy, if you will. Yeah. It's like so. a little furry animal. Yeah. It's like the warm yeah. fuzzies, but when we used to do, did you ever do um did you ever do the snowflake events with the kids and uh they get the warm fuzzies? I, I did snowflake once, maybe twice. Okay. So yes, the warm fuzzies. Yep, warm fuzzies. All right. Well, so Let's, we'll just go ahead and start off with the uh, the premise of the movie here. So basically, Daniel, who is played by Albert Brooks, uh, it is it is his birthday, and he we start the movie off. He's kind of thanking everybody for for a gift they've gotten him at the office, and uh, we kind of get from some initial conversations that he's a bit of a loner. Uh, he doesn't really you know doesn't really have anybody to celebrate with on his birthday. He's going out and buying himself a BMW. Um, so we, we just kind of get the sense that he doesn't really have anybody else. Yes. Yes, he's very much a solitary life. Solitary gentleman. Um, and so he uh, he goes and he gets his BMW, and there's some funny moments there because he gets to the dealership and he's all excited, um, you know, because he, he spots what he thinks is his car, and he's like, no, 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 that's, you know, this is your car over here. Um, I don't know how he. I don't know how he made the mistake for that because he asked. He had the convertible, right? And then all of a sudden they were looking at the hardtop, right? Well, he, he only uses three percent of his brain, Pat. Yeah, though I'm I'm aware of that. I I also was kind of confused. Once you use well, Excuse once me. once you use four percent, then you can distinguish between a hardtop and a convertible. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Well, and then the other thing that kind of got me is that why did he think he was missing out because he was getting the smaller car? I mean, right. it's like, I, I, you know, maybe more of a sports model. Yeah. Maybe better handling. Yeah. Like, you know, or just buy the bigger model. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. If you're, if you're throwing down that much money anyway. He, he seemed not comfortable with himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was like unsure. Well, we'll and and that's more, uh, you know I, I mean I guess that's kind of the the message of the whole movie is he's not yeah, sure of himself yeah. and he's not comfortable and and uh, I guess that could have been one of his uh, one of his nine days that they looked at is like hey you should have gone with the bigger car mm-hmm. but you were you were too afraid you don't want to spend the money on it and so yeah we'll we'll get into that yes we will. Um, Pat, I have a question for you. There is, uh, kind of related to the idea behind this movie is, um, the whole idea of kind of overcoming fear and being more Mm -hmm. confident and, and that's kind of the message of the movie, um, which fits well. And I, I, 
I knew roughly this quote. I had to go look it up just to make sure I got it, uh, got the wording correct. Uh, Bertrand Russell, one of his famous quotes is, to conquer fear is the beginning of wisdom. Do you agree with that, Pat? Is to conquer fear. To conquer fear is the beginning of wisdom. Hmm. That's the problem with those short little quotes, right? Mm -hmm. There's always, you know, they're only the kind of the tip of the iceberg. To conquer fear is the beginning of wisdom. Okay, yeah, I guess, you know, I mean, I, the way I would interpret that, because it sounds like it was made by a much more intelligent person than myself, you mm -hmm. know, said the quote first, but I guess, it, you know, conquering fear would mean going out, getting experiences with various parts of life, whether it's, you know, the mundane or the, the, the dangerous or the, you know, whatever it is. And then, you know, if wisdom comes from a life well lived and, you know, you're kind of wise in the ways, uh, you know what I'm saying? As, as opposed to like book smart, but like kind of almost more of a street smart, wise human individual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you conquer your fears, you're more apt to go out and get those experiences, which then translate into being a wise person is, uh, maybe what, uh, but the person that uh, was at the off wait who came up with that quote again Bertrand Russell okay so I I would I would imagine that's what that uh, individual's going for but uh, I could be off yeah yeah I think that's I I think that this movie like that's its that's its driving point is like whoever you know Albert Brooks wrote this movie um, I almost feel like he he saw that quote. Um, or read that quote by Bertrand Russell and was like, hey, that's a good premise for a movie. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Let's have my 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 character here. Um, he is the whole idea of wisdom and gaining wisdom and living your life right and then attaining that higher plane of existence is going to come from overcoming your fears. So I almost feel like that, that was his starting point. He, like this quote is just the perfect starting point for this movie. Now, okay. I don't know that I agree with that quote. I don't know that I'm in a hundred percent agreement with that. Um, you know, then I, I went and kind of looked up some other ideas like, well, what do, what do other people say? Cause this is a very, um, I'd say this is a very spiritual movie. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, very philosophical, very spiritual. So, so I went to a couple of other spots and, um, you know, you have some of the philosophers like Plato and Aristotle. And mm -hmm. I think they would have argued that, um, the beginning of wisdom is wonder. It's curiosity. It's, you know, those type of those type those type of ideas that if you are a curious and um oh, what's, what's the other word I'm thinking of? If you're a curious and and willing to learn kind of person, uh, you know, open to learning experiences, then that would be the beginning of wisdom according to some of our famous philosophers um okay you know you you and i you and i are, are both uh people of faith and mm -hmm. i think that uh you know we have we have the belief that i'm not, not gonna speak for you but um i think we have the belief that the idea of awe and reverence um mm -hmm. are the beginning of wisdom so which i think you could kind of align that a little bit with the idea of wonder um okay. you know, I, I think that's I, I don't think that's too much of a stretch to say those are pretty closely related. Um, okay. So I don't know. I don't know if the idea of, and, and maybe that's where I have some 
parts of the movie where I bumped on a little bit, to use Jeff's phrase, um, mm-hmm. is the whole idea of, well, all you need to move on, all you need to attain this higher plane of existence is just overcome your fears. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're starting with a premise. I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it's a movie and I'm not somebody who's going to take torches and pitchforks to a movie just cause I don't, just cause I don't believe the same thing that the movie itself believes. You know, I personally don't believe in reincarnation. Um, you know, don't, mm-hmm. don't believe in some of those things. So I think there's just some, some of the initial premise of the movie. I just don't philosophically agree with. And so I think that's where at different points in the movie, when they're, when he's trying to defend his life and it comes up with things like, well, you were too afraid to ask for more money or you were too afraid to speak in front of this large group of people, or you were too afraid that like all these things. And especially the ones where like the, uh, when he didn't buy the Casio stock, Mm -hmm. it's all those different examples. And I'm sitting there going, Wow the afterlife seems kind of petty mm-hmm. like it seems petty and superficial like is that really i really hope that's not what we're judged for because i, I mean i've made some decisions that i i fully thought were the right decisions to make and sometimes financially i was like i, I did my research i thought it was the right decision but um you know i'm maybe a little bit more of a cautious person when it comes to some of those types of things could I have made a lot more money if I had invested in GameStop earlier this year? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, I could have. Could have made a ton of money if I had done that. But I was also looking at it going, okay, GameStop, and no offense to anybody who works at GameStop, like, their stock is in the toilet. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying stock in GameStop. Like, un- unless I have a nickel that I wanted to waste on something, I'm, I'm not buying that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which I don't think... To use that example, I wouldn't like that if somebody came back and said, well, you know what? That was you being driven by fear. And right. and, and that's going to prevent you from moving on and attaining a higher plane of existence and using more of your brain. I, right. You know what? I, I don't know that caution is – I don't know that caution is a sign of lesser intelligence. Yeah, and I know and it's hard when a lot of the examples are about making money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's part and, of what I had a little bit of a problem with with this movie. So I mean, the rest of it, it was funny. It was you know all all those other things, and that's why I said cute. It was a cute movie, but it was just some of those things, especially when it yeah. was the you know you could have reached a higher plane of existence when you could have made more money. You could have done this. Like, what if yeah. what if money doesn't drive you? And should money, especially if we're talking about a spiritual higher plane of existence, where when you use fifty three percent of your brain, you just don't care about the things of earth. Well, then why, right. why is money a factor in moving to a higher plane of existence? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. And, and, and I, and I, mean, I know, I know we're talking about a comedy movie and I don't, I, I don't want anybody to think that I'm taking this comedy movie too seriously. Um, but that was just in the movie while I'm watching it. That was something that I was like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't jive with that. Right. Right. So and, no, I'm, know, I'm not, like, I'm not taking a comedy movie too seriously. I'm just. I'm focusing on that for the purpose of reviewing it for our podcast. I was going to say, I think the stock market is kind of a, uh, it's a hard thing to put in there because I know what they were going for. But I mean, the idea that you're going to invest big and make it all, you know, make your, make your millions in the stock market with one investment. 
Not that anybody in the listening audience, I am not qualified to hand out investing advice, just so you know, but I think that's a little bit of a, I don't know, fallacy maybe is the wrong word, but I think that's a little bit much, you know, a little bit of the pipe dream type of thing, when in reality, you know, the best way to to do that is just good, consistent investing, having a plan, and kind of like not making those emotional decisions, you know, like investing for the long term and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, even that, it wasn't, uh, I think I'm just kind of using more words to describe the same thing you just did. It, that really wasn't a bravery thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was the stock market and it was asking for money and all that. Now, standing up for himself when he was a kid, I mean, you know, that I think if they would have continued that thread through, you know what I'm saying? I think regardless of money, just standing up for himself, you know, almost like the George McFly standing up for Biff at some point in his life. I, I think that would have been a little bit more of a powerful picture, but I think it can take a take the. I think it takes the audience out of it a little bit to be like, okay, it's always about money, uh, you know. Yeah, just like you said, that that you know that 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 wasn't maybe the strongest case for case for him. Yeah, that was just that. Those were the times when he's going through and and defending his life. Whenever it focused on that, I was like, no, nope, you kind of you kind of taking me out of it now. Like I'm, yeah. I'm along with I'm along for the ride with you know the like you said the scenes of him as a kid getting bullied or you know even a little bit the public speaking one uh, or trying to get the the better salary and all that other stuff but I don't know I just you know the the money stuff kind of took me out of the whole idea of trying to rise to a higher plane of existence I'm like shouldn't yeah. shouldn't money not matter <laughs> if you're right yeah yeah. Which, oddly enough, and I know that's it's for the humor factor of everything, uh, which, oddly enough, the, the whole idea of Judgment City having different types of hotels based on uh, how you lived your life and um, right. you know, different chocolates on your pillow, depending on how you lived your life. and Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of an afterlife. So, like you said, it's something that we think about and consider, but it's almost more of a, how should I say it? A, a secular afterlife, <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? It it takes, it's a little bit more of a. It's whatever it's whatever country club you could afford to get into. Yeah, something like that, and it almost reminds me a, a little bit, you know, almost of the movie The Adjustment Bureau. Uh-huh. If yeah. you saw that one, you yep. know where, you know, we are dealing with an afterlife and spirituality and all that, but it's a little bit more of a kind of closer to what we have in this world. There's a plan. We've got to follow it. It's almost more scientifical and precise than something that's like about faith. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, and, and I tend to like these stories and movies and I very much enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's always whenever they're shown, you know, the afterlife, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, well that might be your opinion of it, but that's not quite, you know, what, but I think it's going to be, and you right. know, it's easy to probably get jammed up on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so he's in he's in Judgment City. I, the other thing that he keeps doing throughout the movie that I'm I'm like, I almost wish I almost wish they would have gone that route rather than focusing on overcoming fears. Is mm-hmm. I, I wish they would have kind of gone the route of maybe instead of 
if you're going to be, if it's going to be a very kind of like secular, um, you know, how do you like self-improvement, self-betterment, all these other things. Um, I almost wanted them to go the route of um, him being honest with himself mm-hmm. as opposed to fear. Because the one thing he kept saying throughout the movie, and I kept sitting there going, uh-uh, no, you didn't, buddy, um, was every time somebody says, like, how did you die? He's like, oh, I was hit by a bus. No. Right. I mean, yes, you, you were hit by a bus. You're kind of omitting the whole idea of you dropped something, you didn't pay attention, and you know, because it's 1991, there's no lane departure warning on your car. Um, Mm -hmm. You, you hit the bus friend, you veered into the other lane and you hit the bus. Um, So yes, I, the bus did hit you, but it's because you were in the wrong. Um, And so I almost kind of wish that they would have gone that route instead, you know, of him. I think you could have followed the same scenes. You could have followed the um, I'm, I'm trying to, stick up for a higher salary. I'm trying to show that when I was a kid, I I was showing restraint standing up to the bully because that's because I'm a pacifist. I don't believe in violence or whatever the case might be. I I think I almost would have liked it better if it was more about be true to yourself, you know, whoever you are, be true to yourself, not as much about overcoming fears. No, I, I agree with you. And it did seem to take the route more for comedic effect Mm -hmm. um, or comedic effect. And the other thing was the lawyers, like I didn't fully understand why did he keep getting the different advocates? You know, some that were present, sometimes he advocated for himself. I, Mm -hmm. I thought, were they all part of it trying to get him to stand up more for himself? You know, like I didn't fully understand how that piece fit in yeah and there's been some other movies like i'll be or or shows rather like the good place i was a big fan of the good place and i think they did a a nicer job now a series it's kind of unfair comparison because they can go a little bit more in depth yeah but they really explored that idea of okay how do you better yourself how do you move on how do you you know and uh yeah so like i said this was cute and it, it got you thinking but it was very much like it was a very overly simplified thing. Yeah. Because all that stuff he went through, it ended up not really being mattered. As long, it, it, not being mattered. It, it never really mattered. Right. As long as he was going to stand up at the very end and do the, you know, yep. that's, all, that's all that mattered. Yeah. Whereas, like you said, it would have been nicer to have it be a little bit more than just that one time that I'm going to stand up and brave the electricity coming off the tram and... Mm-hmm go tell the girl I love her and all that kind of stuff. It would be nice to see him. Yeah. To see him grow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So a couple of the other things, um, you know, when he, he meets Julia here and he starts to kind of fall in love with her and, um, you get the, you get the kind of the initial sense when he sees her in that comedy club and she's like, she seems to know him. Um, and they don't, I don't feel like they ever really come back to that. Like the, I, I would assume the idea being that maybe they knew each other, you know, during one of their past lives. In fact, I think they, they kind of tease at that a little bit when I think in one of the past lives wasn't, didn't she say that like he was a tailor and she was a, oh, it wasn't a, was it like a, a clothing designer or, or something? I feel like there was one of their past lives where they cu- could have possibly intersected, um, but yeah, so the first time she sees him, she's like, don't I know you? 
Um, and there's kind of the idea that maybe in one of their past lives, they could have possibly known each other. Um, what's that called on, uh, is it on, is it on Craigslist? You have the missed connections on Craigslist when like people put up messages. They're like to the person I saw on the bus the other day, uh, I thought you were really cute. And I, I don't know if that's what that's called or not. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. You're, I'm not I'm, sure what the Craigslist thing. But... I'm asking, I'm asking the wrong guy. You're not even on Facebook. No, I, I am, I am, I'm, I am the wrong guy for I'm, that. I'm asking Pat Canagallo about social media questions. Yeah, something, something just froze over. <laughs> um, the, the, no, the freeze was, over would be happening. It was if my under, it, it was my understanding there would be no tweeting during the podcast. Yeah, you know that it was interesting because again that was another concept that I feel that they explored in the Good Place, and that's the idea of like soulmates, you know. Yeah. Or. Um, even with reincarnation, the movie Cloud Atlas, um, uh -huh. yep. <clears throat> and how you know characters or whatever your life force or whatever it is, how it has a way of popping back up, or, or certain people will find their way to each other, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and like I said, that was you know they introduced it in this, but again, it was very not superfluous, very mile wide inch deep kind of thing mm -hmm. you know it was a cute story it was fun it was it was oh they found each other but they really don't go in depth with the well how were they soulmates yeah uh i i did want to point out that the moment you said the word life force i was like yeah. i was like no that's a very different movie um yes have you ever that seen them have you ever seen the movie life force I have not seen the movie Life Force. Okay. Uh, Patrick Stewart is in it, and um, it's it's from 1985. Uh, let's see. Patrick Stewart. And there's a few other people that are in this. Um, directed by uh, directed by Toby Hooper, who is the guy that did, like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Um, he did Poltergeist. So he's kind of known for, for different horror movies. But uh, Life Force is one of the, uh, one of the early canon films. Oh geez, I, that already paints a picture. That's so, all you needed to say. Was, so it, it was is a canon film. Yes, so it is already like all kinds of crazy, um, and uh, yeah. If, if you, we didn't, I, we never checked it out for the for the podcast because that would have been our first year we were doing things. Um, but uh, yeah, so Life Force, nineteen eighty five, a British sci fi horror film, um, and uh, yeah, it was a it was, That's a, awesome. it was a canon film. So that tells you uh, tells you some of the stuff you might need to know. That's it. Right there. No. Well, yeah, I, I just think, and I think our common theme in this discussion, if we have a thread, if we have a theme, mm -hmm. is that we just wanted a little bit more. More explain, more world building, almost. Give mm -hmm. us a little bit more of how and why and, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there was, uh, I, I did find um, a quote from Albert Brooks um, we said that he had worked on this story for a couple of years and he was quoted as saying, I wanted the equation to be a non-religious, non-heaven-like afterlife. Um, and I think the most interesting thing about the movie is what it says about Earth. Self-examination got a bad rap with all the yuppies turning inward. I think it's an important thing to do. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that that could have been... Yeah, I think if you had looked at that as a, I don't, I, the, the whole idea of the fear, I, I just don't know if that worked for me as a path to self-examination. 
Yeah. That's what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we pick up on that right away because then we say this is kind of a secular version of the afterlife. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, but um, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just more, more depth, more explanation, higher stakes maybe. Or like you said, yeah, the, it um, it kind of cheapened it a little bit when it came back to be about money. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was one thing that I did find in the in the trivia section on IMDb that uh, was a little, a uh, little sad, maybe a little morbid. Um, when he's in the comedy club and that one comedian is up there and the jokes are just not funny at all. Um, mm-hmm. so basically it's the, the comedian, um, asks Daniel as he's going around and like trying to, trying to get people to interact with him. Uh, the comedian asks Daniel how he died. And Daniel says on stage, like you, um, that was pretty good. That, that was pretty Cold, good, but pretty good. Yeah. And then, uh, later then, uh, when Julia's like, you know, can we leave? Can we go somewhere else? And he's like, well, I can't leave before the end of, you know, before the end of the act, because, um, this guy's my dad. And she looks, she kind of looks at him like, oh my God, really? And he's like, no, I'm kidding. That would be so sad for me. Um, but apparently that was kind of a, a, an internal joke because Albert Brooks's father, whose name was Harry Park, was a comedian who died on stage just after he finished a comedy routine that would have been similar to this guy. Huh, that is a little bit morbid. Yeah. <laughs> so a little a little dark, a little uh a little morbid maybe, but yeah. Yeah, wow. And this guy did it to himself in the movie, right? right. Cuz he was the writer? Yeah. 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 So, so there you have it. Um as you were mentioning other reincarnation type movies or movies that feature that, um I would be remiss if I did not mention my favorite one probably of all time. Uh, that touches on that topic would be What Dreams May Come. Yes, a very good movie. Love that movie. Love that movie. Love the whole visuals of it. Robin Williams is great in it. Uh, Annabella Sciorra is great in it. Um, yeah, no, I love that movie. And that movie, that that movie was actually one that, that made me think of, I remember one of the first few times I saw that movie, because I've seen it many times now, spoiler alert, that movie at the end when they decide that they have the option to stay in heaven or they also have the option to go back to earth and try to find each other again and fall in love. And I remember watching that movie and I was like, wait a minute, that's like that movie I saw as a kid. Like what movie is it? So I remember watching that back when it came out, I think was high school or college. And, and I remember thinking about that then. I was like, there was a movie when I was a kid that was like, these people fall in love, they get reincarnated and have to find each other. You are bound and determined to like. It's like that's your reincarnation movie. It's it's fate. Like I have to. So I'm something. I'm, I'm glad that I got the interlibrary loan for this now. Yeah, I, something is drawing you to that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's a good movie, but I guess we'll find out. I tell you this. I I'm having some deja vu. Did we talk about reincarnation in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I feel like we. I feel like yeah. I feel like there was a movie where we did talk a little bit about reincarnation. It's maybe even more than a few weeks. I'm I'm blanking okay. out on I'm blanking out on what it would have been, but yeah, but I yeah. remember kind of some of the same beats. My the reincarnation movie that I 
really enjoy is the movie Soul. I don't know if you've seen Soul. Um, is it that animated one? Yes, Pixar. No, I haven't I, yet. I, I want to see that. It's incredible. It's incredible. And the message is just so deep. Don't want to do any spoilers, yeah. but it's almost to the point where they're like, dang, are they going there? Like, it it hit, it hit me right, like, square between the eyes. Like, and I, I still think of it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, they made this movie for me yeah. at this time, in this place. I, and it's really the way they do it. And then also, it does, it does hit on that whole exploration of who you are mm -hmm. kind of a thing that uh, that I think you were wanting in this movie or that they were doing in this movie, but it hits it on a very deep level. Yeah. A very non-superficial level. I mean, I'm trying to say this without giving spoilers, but it's... Well, we'll just tell the people, go I'm, watch go watch the movie. Go watch the movie. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, like you're saying, yeah, I just wish it wasn't always pertaining to like money and it seems superficial. Yeah. Like even... Okay, you know, like even if it's going to be about a, you know, stand up for yourself, get a better job, or pay higher pay for your job, but I mean, this goes so far. I mean, it's not. It's it's like the wading pool and the ocean. Mm -hmm. I mean, in terms of depth, how 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 soul envisions that, you know, how do you judge your life? So, anyways, nice. I um I don't know if I mentioned that last time, but yeah. Okay. So maybe I'm going to just watch that again. Uh, tonight when we're done, there you go. And just process. It's 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 pretty amazing. Um, I went to go look real quick. I bet that we talked about it when we talked about the movie Dead Again. Yes, because that was that one that we did back in September, and that was the um, it was the Roman and Margaret, and they one murdered the other, um, or it seemed like one murdered the other. And then they got reincarnated later on, and they kind of had to like figure out the mystery of, um, you know, of who murdered who and all that other fun stuff. So I bet that's when we were talking about it. Yeah, and you know what? As you're describing it, I'm just not remembering that movie. Oh yeah, it was the one with uh, Kenneth Branagh. Do you remember that yeah. one? That was the that was the one with the scissors. Like the scissor uh, imagery and, was everywhere and they were like murdered with the scissors and it was Kenneth Branagh, Emma Thompson, Robin yes. Williams was in it. Now I remember it. Yeah. Now I remember it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That was, I think that was the episode when I first started using the, um, uh, was that the one where I first started using the, uh, when we had the murder, the murder sound effect? I think so. I think that was it. I think that's when, not, I, that's when I added that one. Scissors and murder. Well, actually, that's what it says in the description. I pulled it up on our website. Um, and it said, Roman and Margaret are deeply in love. Mike and Grace just met, and she doesn't even know who she is. Their problem, they're all the same people, separated by decades, reincarnation, and murder. There you go. So. Go listen to episode 372 if you want to check that one out. Yeah, good use of sound effects on that one. Yeah. Lots of scissors, though. Lots and lots of scissors. All right. Uh, Patrick, do we have anything else we want to say about uh, this particular little gem, about defending your life? Do we feel like we've defended our lives enough and properly? 
Yeah, I think okay. so. I mean, it was I, it was a good movie. It was a fun yeah. movie. Definitely worth a watch. It's not, you know what? And here's the benefit: like you can watch it and kind of just, oh yeah, cool. I'll think about it and enjoy the performances. And I don't know how much this one is supposed to get you to think about defending your life, right? As opposed to just kind of seeing a cute love story. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other thing I was going to mention too, is that, um, and I don't, the movie was fine. You know, I, I enjoyed watching the movie, so I don't want people to think I didn't like it. Um, you know, it's not like point break or something, but, um, if it was, (laughs) I had to throw that in there. Um, the one other thing that kind of was just a little strange to me was, I don't know that I'm necessarily a huge Albert Brooks fan in terms of him as an actor um, and just, you know, his delivery of his jokes and, and things like that. It was fine. Like, I'm not I'm not saying I, I dislike him. Um, I just I'm not a huge, huge fan. He's not one that I would gravitate towards normally. Um, but what seemed really odd to me was when he and Julia are having their conversations and he's making the jokes and the you know that kind of stuff. Um, it's fine and it's funny and it's kind of cute and it's endearing and all this other stuff. The scenes, whenever he's making his other little like, like snide comments and things like that, they're funny. The scenes when he is in the, it's not really a courtroom, but when he's in the interview room and he's defending his life, he makes some of the same little snide comments or remarks or whatever. But it, and I don't know if it's just that in those scenes, he's sitting in that chair He's looking like so apathetic and so like, am I done yet? Kind of thing. They don't come across as funny in those scenes. Like it's it almost it almost seemed very dark. Like I'm joking, but it's not funny. Almost like an angry kind of thing. And I was like, that that the rhythm of the movie, that kind of threw me off a little bit for the rhythm of the movie. Like he's funny in all these other spots. This just seems kind of like either sad or there's like simmering anger underneath the surface. And it's, it's not funny in these scenes. So I don't know if that was just me, but like that, that's kind of the vibe I got from those. Yeah. I didn't quite analyze it that much, but I know what you're talking about. It did have a different tone to it. Yeah. To, to my note of you know, to my, to my recollection. Yeah. I, um, going along with that, I'm, con- you know, just some of the dots needed to be connected. For me, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm going to be that guy. Like, I, well, you know, I watch Star Trek. I watch Terminator. Yeah. I watch Lord of the Rings. I watch Star Wars. I like an elaborate world where the things make sense mm-hmm. and you can connect the dots. Right. So if you're building this world where it's a more secular look and you've got, you know, trams taking you from one place to the other. Why were all the. Residents, they call them. Why were the residents eating food that was unpalatable? Um, because did they, they ex- did they explain it, and it just never made any sense to me. Or they they explained right? it. They explained it because they said that because um, when it was the time when he tried it and it was disgusting, and he's like, well, mm-hmm. he's like, you don't taste it the way I do because you're not using as much of your brain as I am. When you use this much of your brain, you have control over what things taste like. So while that tastes like animal feces to you, to me, you know, I'm using my brain. I have control over my my tastes and over my sensations. And so to me, this is amazing. 
So that was kind of their explanation for that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I... It was almost kind of like a little throwaway, kind of almost an unnecessary, unnecessary yeah. moment. Yeah, and I, boy, I don't know if I'm going to call myself a foodie, but I love food, and I just don't see someone that's getting on a higher level of existence able to tolerate less quality food. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think yeah. the person on a higher level of existence will be able to notice those things, you know? I mean... I So I would imagine... So what probably would have been helpful is we needed a... Um, uh, we needed a never feast moment from Hook, you know, because he's this this food looks very unappetizing on his plate um, and it tastes disgusting to someone who can't use as much of their brain. And it sounds like what Bob Diamond is saying is that, well, when you use as much of your brain as I do, this looks and tastes completely different because I'm using my brain to imagine it being whatever I want it to be. And it's the best, most beautiful well-prepared, um, delicious dish I've ever had kind of a thing. So I think we almost needed to have like a never feast moment from hook where it's like, what is this? Like, I've, I've got this pile of goo in front of me. We almost needed to see what it looks like to Bob diamond. Yeah. So. Cause we see what it looks like. A- we, we see what it looks like from Daniel's perspective and it looks gross. And it also tastes that way. Right. But I mean, it's like, but, but I don't get it. Like I still, and that's the problem. If you start going down the rabbit hole of this, the afterlife, you have to explain those things. Right. Right. That's what. And it was, it was for, it was for a quick laugh. But yeah. And I wanted, and I just wanted more. I just wanted more in depth, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's fair. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. All right. Patrick, I think it's time for three questions. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right. I I was very proud of Nora earlier, because as I've shared before, um, I I do ask the three questions at dinner time for the rest of the family before we, on nights when we're going to record. And... um, I said, uh, we sat down to eat and everybody sat down and, and, uh, so I, I pulled my phone out and like, we don't do phones at the table, but you know, for this, I pull my phone out, I pull up the questions and I said, uh, I said, okay, time for three questions. And immediately Nora goes into the, uh, five questions. No, three questions. Like, thank you. That's, I'm, that is awesome. I think don't you love it when like, like your kids just show you like, you know what? I did a good job as a father. Mm-hmm. You know, when they know those little things, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's awesome. Nice job. Nice job, kiddo. All right. Question number one. Um, if you were going to visit the past lives pavilion, we didn't really talk about that very much. Uh, the past lives pavilion where you could see your past lives. Uh, what past life would you want to see? 
what past life like what do i hope yeah like would you want to see so our discussion at the dinner table was you know nora immediately was like i want to be einstein i was like okay all right cool um and then john was like i don't know um and then sharon and i which of course and then sharon and i were like okay well we need to think about this a little bit because i wouldn't want to be somebody who had a terrible end right like i don't want to get murdered i don't want to get you know drawn and quartered uh you know any of that kind of stuff so we were like you almost want to be like you don't want to be somebody famous in history because a lot of the famous people things didn't end well for them so i'm like so maybe you want to be like just south of famous in terms of a historical figure right you know king arthur's you want to be king arthur's stable boy Okay, I see where you're going with that. Unless King Arthur's stable boy died of the plague. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I do know what you're saying. So so I was trying to think of people that maybe did not have a terrible end. I was like, well, let me think of like some of my favorite writers. I'm like, nope, alcoholic. Nope, suicide. Uh, nope, murdered. Uh, nope. Um, died under mysterious circumstances. All right, well, let's not go with the writers and artists. Uh, let's do something else. So I kind of had a hard time coming up with something. Like, part of me was like, well, I think it'd be, it would be fun to look back in history and be like, I, I was Edgar Allan Poe, but I'm like, I don't want to have ended the way Edgar Allan Poe ended. Um, and then, like, a lot of my other favorite writers and things like that, the, the things did not end well for them. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe Shakespeare Maybe maybe Shakespeare's writing assistant. I don't know. So did you end up or with anything, or is it just like you're kind of you asked your own question and then you rejected your own question? I I kind of rejected my own question a little bit. Okay, okay. I I can I hear where you're going with that. So so I can I can do I can do the normal sound effect, but I can say John just rejected your question. <laughs> Are you saying that you were me in a former life? Maybe. Well, we had to have that discussion, too, because Nora was like, I would be this actor. I'm like, that actor, isn't that actor still alive? Yeah. Like, that's not how past lives work. You can't overlap the past <laughs> lives. So they have to be dead? I'm like, yes, they have to be. That's a whole thing about a past life is they have to be dead. Oh, well, that's not cool. Because then I was going to say J.K. Rowling, but I don't want her to die yet. I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's kind of you. I'm sure we all, yeah. So I don't know. I I, I maybe said something like, Shakespeare or somebody like that. John, you rejected your own question. This I is did. exciting. This I is did. the first. Hey, we're doing a lot of firsts here tonight. We've got uh, we've got yes. uh, on the air interlibrary loan signups. Um, we've got John rejecting his own questions. It's uh, it's it's a new day. It's a new day in America for the thirty something movie podcast. I did not doze off once. No, you're still awake. That's amazing. I'm still awake. Yeah. I am still awake. <laughs> this is exciting. This, this is exciting. This is. This is new territory for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Keeping it fresh. Keeping it fresh. So what do you got? What would your past life have been? My past life, it'd probably just be a dude just kind of like wandering, just kind of like a nomad. Okay. You know, you know, I, I, mean, I don't know what time period. Kung Fu, the like, legend continues. You know what? Honestly, it would it would sort of be like Kane and Kung Fu. Yeah. Or uh, Did you ever watch any of that old uh, Ben Kane Bronson? The guy that just kind of traveled around on his motorcycle and just. You know, no, but I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, I mean, something like that. Yeah. Or, um, um, you know, I just, you know, I'd like to think, you know, if I get more adventures, some in my thought, you know, maybe I travel around and do good things, you know, like Kane or like yeah. the A Team or something like, you know, just, just, just kind of like move around. But it, it could be in uh, time and history as well. Um, maybe I just, you know, maybe I just walk. Maybe I just walk and run all mm-hmm. over the earth and just wander around. Yeah. Um, I love traveling. I always get excited thinking about traveling. Yeah. Um, I very much love, you know, my home and being around my family and all that kind of stuff. But I don't feel particularly tied to a house. I feel more tied to the people around. So, I mean, I could easily be a nomad. (laughs) I could easily like just sit down and be like, okay, I'm just going to hang out in this town for the next year. Yeah. Or maybe I'll hang out on this beach all summer. Or, you know, there was this one guy that, um, one of our former neighbors, uh, rode and she had a, a riding partner that like, I don't know if he had a house because he was retired and he'd just ride his bike around. He would just take the entire year. And when it got cold, he'd ride down South mm-hmm. and he just would ride around the country literally. Mm-hmm. And he'd visit his kids in various ends of the country. And then when spring and that, he was back up here and then he'd connect and hang out and work up here and ride around. And then that's all he did. Yeah, I'm nice. like, you just rode your motorcycle all year. That's, that's, yeah. not, that's not a bad gig. I'm like, dude, that's the coolest thing known to mankind. You know, like I, I could see doing that. Yeah. Um, there's this, uh, there's this guy that I've read about, um, and he fought in the Second World War. He was part of the British uh, uh, Secret Service. You know, the, the the spies. I think the free runner to MI6. Any event, he, um, his name was Patrick Lee Fermor. F E R M O R. I'm probably okay horrendously mispronouncing it but he was just a fascinating person um and it got into the uh the greek resistance on the island of crete which i mean you you can't make the stuff up that happened with the resistance fighters i mean just incredible people um they're incredible stories but yeah like before he got wrapped up with british uh, uh i think it's british secret service is what they call i don't know whatever the spies are and the undercover and all that kind of thing he just walked from like england across europe down into like north africa and around egypt and he just kind of wandered and wrote i'm not a writer but like travel logs and i mean yeah i'm just saying um that just appeals to me so when i look back I, i mean i really you know and i got thinking about that like okay who would i be and, you know, like I said, I very much love my family and I, I would never leave them or just like wander off and all that kind of thing. Um, you know, I, there's nothing about that, you know, the loyalty thing. But when I look back, I'm like, yeah, and it, it, whatever time period, you know, just walking, running, riding the earth, surfing, boating, swimming. I don't know, just kind of like just kind of going around doing I- stuff. I just realized if we if we could go fictional, I'm going to be old Ben Kenobi. Old Ben Kenobi. Yeah. That's outstanding. Just, you know, living in the desert, doing his thing, the the old hermit life, like that'd be fine. And we're going to start to see a whole lot more of him doing his thing coming up in yes. a couple of weeks or months here, my friend. Yes, we are. I'm excited for that. 
Yes. All right. Question number two. What attorney would you want as your defender? This could be a real life attorney um, or it could be fictional. Who are the attorneys that are just, you know, eh, maybe Vinny. Vinny was good. Oh, that's a good one. My, my cousin Vinny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The two youths. The two I think, youths. I think that would that would be the, the off the top of my head one. What what's do you a, got? What's a what's a youth? Oh, I'm sorry, that's Your Honor. Right. Youths. Um, let's see. Well, for mine, um, uh, I was trying to think if there was another one. I mean, my, my answer, I feel like, is kind of obvious for me. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Atticus Finch. Good call. I need uh, I need the Gregory Peck Atticus Finch is going to be my defender, and, and that's why I'm going to be fine, and that's why I'm going to use more of – uh, checking out the big brain on John and uh, move to that higher plane of existence. There it is. There it is. That would be excellent. Because my boy Atticus is going to he's gonna defend me. Pat, it, it wouldn't be the 30-something movie podcast if we didn't have a question about food. So question number three, what is the best food item? So single item. What is the best food item at an all-you-can-eat buffet? That's hard, man. Uh, so I'm not to say I'm not. I'm gonna try not to say yes. Uh huh. Okay. And I'm gonna try not to be like you know. I love vegetables. I love salads. So sure. to be like, oh yeah, you can all you can eat salad bar easy. Yeah. So I'm gonna try and be good. So first of all, um, I love seaweed salad. Anytime I go for sushi, oh, anytime okay. I go to, a- always get seaweed salad. Mm-hmm. I have been to some Asian buffets where they just have seaweed salad sitting out. And so, nice. oh my gosh, that is good. And I can eat my body weight in seaweed salad. Okay. Love it. And so I would say that that would be the best food item. Um, I, do, I do love a good sushi. I don't think I've ever had seaweed salad. You've never had seaweed salad? I don't believe I have. I've had seaweed before with other, you know, like, prepared with other things, but um, oh. I've never had seaweed salad. Seaweed salad is very good. I mean, it's... Okay. it's um, yeah. I'm, I'm that you, it's um, usually with um, they'll put it with cucumbers. Yeah, little dressing on. Yeah, seaweed oh. salad is good. Okay, I mean I'm intrigued now. And I'm trying not to be a jerk and just saying sushi because there's some yeah, all you can yeah. eat sushi. You know, but maybe I'm going to be the jerk and say sushi. I mean that's pretty awesome. That that would have been one of my answers. So you can go ahead and say it. Yeah, maybe that'll be our collective like sushi. Um. So, but. <laughs> So it's basically becoming what food item can you just eat a ton of, right? Well, yeah. Um, corn, corn on the cob, right? Like mm-hmm. if you go to any of those, you know, buffets that have that kind of stuff, like I'll, I'll again, eat my body weight in corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. I, I got to say um, for my answer, yeah. and, and I think this was, this was an answer that was kind of shared among some other members of the family. Um, my answer would a lot of times, because there's, there's all the food that's there, like all the great food. And especially depending on which buffet you're talking about, um, you know, there's, there's the meats, there's, if you're there on crab leg night, it's, it's crab legs and all that other great stuff. Um, I am going to go with oftentimes going to like these, all you can eat buffets. One of the things that is always delicious every single time is, the dinner rolls. Yes. It's like, yes. And, and, and Sharon remembered, we used to have a place around here called old country buffet and that they had some, mm-hmm. yeah. And they had some dinner rolls that were kind of like, 
um, had kind of like a sugar coating on top of them. Um, so they were almost like a cross between a dinner roll and a cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember. And there is there's the restaurant that I've never been to. So maybe some of our Oklahoma friends uh, have been there before. There is a restaurant down in Sykeston, Missouri, um, that is called Lambert's. And uh, Lambert's is known as the home of the throwed roll. Um, so the rolls are supposedly very good. Awesome. And we always we were always going to go there, but you just never never got around to it. And uh, yeah, when you want more rolls, they actually throw them at you. That's awesome. So you gotta you gotta be on your uh, gotta be on your guard. You gotta have your head on a swivel. Yep, yep, yeah. That's those are the places you want to be. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the so rolls. I get what yeah. you're saying, man. Yeah. Uh, the other good one is uh, if you get a good taco buffet. That's always good stuff too. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we did I, um, uh, one year for John's birthday. We were we had taken a trip out to California to go to a, a family wedding, and we ended up at a place called John's Incredible Pizza, out in California. And it was kind of like a they had a bunch of video games, things like that. So it was almost like a little bit like a Chuck E. Cheese, but the rest of the place, it was like an all you can eat pizza buffet, and there were all different kinds of like some crazy kinds of pizza, some of your normal kinds of pizza, but it was just like a pizza buffet. It's like, all right, I can, I'm down with that. I can get behind this idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I support this message. I approve. You know I approve what? this so, message. So your question, you know, there's different ways to look at your question. I think for food item, like you answered the rolls, and I said like corn on the cob or yeah. like seaweed salad. But if you go like, what is the buffet that you're like? Okay, we're in the town of all you can eat buffets. Where am I going? Mm-hmm. Man, pizza buffet. Sushi buffet, a taco buffet. That's good stuff right there. Yeah. And again, I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm a sucker for the salad bar. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the salad bar is, um, it calls to me, John. It calls to me. I understand. (sighs) I can, I, I can, you know, I could mess myself up on a good salad bar. Oh man, mm-hmm. I can I can do some damage. You can mm-hmm. make some money. Mm-hmm. You can make some money mm-hmm. at those places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, Patrick, before we get mm-hmm. too hungry, we we yeah. we we probably need to we probably need to say goodbye to the folks before we get too hungry, and maybe maybe you can go watch Soul and have some seaweed salad. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Either that, or I'm gonna go dig in my fridge and find some, <laughs> find some food. I'm hungry. I know we always do this like every single time. I know. We need to find some, like, you know, we need to find some restaurants that will give us sponsorship here. We need to get sponsored. Because we, yeah. talk, we talk food all the time. We do talk food because food is good. Yeah. Food is good. Good food is good. We need a, uh, I don't know that I, I don't know that I feel comfortable doing one of those, like, Manscaped ads um, for the podcast. Yeah. I don't, the, yeah. the Shirley podcast guys, they have that ad on there, and I, I kind of chuckled with them, you know, one time uh, about having that ad. I'm like, I'm like that is hilarious. I don't know that I would necessarily do that, but um, just because I, I don't know if I could keep a straight face while while reading that. Um, but if if there's like a manscaped version of food, yeah, I don't know what that is. Like that sounds wrong now. Yeah, I know where you're going with that. You know and where I'm going thing, with it. The other thing is, you know, as we are all teachers, if our kids ever stumbled onto our podcast, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know that they'd want me doing reads for that. Yeah, yeah, no. 
because I, I know for a fact that mine listened to the show. So I'm like, you know, I don't think I need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, well, probably just won't do that. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll just we'll sidestep that. But we'll, you know, live vicariously through others, I guess. Exactly, but yeah, if we could make some, or in our I case, or in our case, you know, in our case, try to eat vicariously through others. Um, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Patrick, it's been fun John, as always. It has been a good life, my friend. It Time has been. To, uh, I think we've. I think, I think we've defended our lives well. I so. think so, and it was a good movie. People yeah. check it out, like, but ninety-seven percent. Yeah. <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. So. All right. Um, okay. You, you know what? I'm a little surprised now. I his track record, at least from what we saw in the movie, um, is probably why I didn't choose him. I'm a little bit surprised that for your defender, uh, for your attorney that you were going to use, I'm a little bit surprised that you didn't uh, choose Councilman Worf. Okay. Well, there's that. I kind of I thought maybe you might go with him. Now, granted, the only case we ever see him in, he loses, but, you know. You know what? This is absolutely ridiculous. Okay, I should have I should have picked Jean Luc Picard. Oh yeah. I should have picked JLP. I mean, Sorry. seriously, you look at what that guy does. Like, yep. you know. Yeah. That guy would have been, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, very that's thought provoking episode. Right. Very, very thought-provoking. Um, so don't forget to check out our sponsor and the rest of the shows in the Scene Stealers po- a Retro Podcast Network. Go over to scenestealersglobal.com. Check us out at 30podcast.com and at 30podcast on most of the different social media outlets. Our next episode's coming up this month for Patreon. We've got favorite TV shows of 1991. So if you're a co-executive producer, you'll have access to that one. If you're not... Support us at any level on Patreon, and you get access to those. There's all kinds of other benefits on there as well. Um, And then we've got coming up next week, What About Bob? After that, it's The Doors. After that is The Fisher King. And then for December, as we round off our year, we're we're almost done with 91, my friend. Um, Our Patreon for December is It's a Wonderful Life from 1946. And uh, then we've got Night on Earth, The Giver, My Own Private Idaho, homicide and city slickers so all kinds of good stuff coming up um so we're looking forward to all that patrick patrick thank you so much as always for being here with me thank you john this was a lot of fun all right everybody be excellent to each other go watch some good movies we'll see you back here next time